poppin', everyone. Thank you so much for watching another episode of Moral Dilemma. Dilemma. I'm Ryan. I'm Eric. I'm Corey. And I'm Logan. And we are <laughs> Moral Dilemma. Dilemma. We're just gonna commit to doing that twice every episode. Okay, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. We need do to that get that. Do we? Yeah, we're do we lose six followers? Yeah, when we do we're gonna lose an extra yeah. six. Okay. But yeah. we are at two fifty. Followers, yeah, yeah, we hit 250. Awesome! Thank you guys so much for liking. We had so many likes over the weekend, and we have a big announcement. We yes. we have been asking for it, and we got our first sponsorship, 7-Eleven. It's almost heaven. Yep. And so we are very proud to be sponsored by 7-Eleven right now. Uh, and in return, they have given us these Quake Energy drinks. Really good, and by the way. These, uh, what are those called, Corey? They are iced cappuccino chilled coffee drinks. So, yeah, these Quake Energy, for those of you who are big into the energy drink game like I am, uh, these are pretty much just like Bang and Rain. They're a little bit cheaper, and they're I think they're even better. They're delicious. Yeah, it's just, I actually was really surprised. Yeah, Eric's not a big energy drink guy, no, but, but he loves us. This we is have Black a, Cherry. Yeah, we have the Black Cherry ones. We definitely recommend that. In the yeah. past, I've also had the Blue Raspberry one, and that's really good, too. But there's a lot of flavors. And what do you got over there, Corey? Um, I have this iced cappuccino, which is basically 7-Eleven's version of Starbucks Frappuccinos. I mean, Starbucks. <laughs> um, but Ryan, uh, Ryan and Logan wanted me to mention that. How's that tasting? Uh, it's actually really good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're pretty good. I'm excited to dive into one of those. Hey, and also for those uh, gym junkies out there, this Quake has your BCAs and your creatine. Yeah. Um, it also has electrolytes and whatever uh, COQ10 is. I'm not sure what that is. CoQ10? I'm sure it's good for you. <laughs> it is good for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure these are, this is the same ingredients as Bang, but it's Quake. Yeah. Quake Energy. It's at every 7 Eleven you go to, and they are. So good. I'm about to do my so, first taste test. Oh, yeah. Logan's going to do a first taste test. What I really like, too, is it was really cold. Oh, that's nice. Wait one sec. Yeah, Logan's nice. a big uh, energy drink guy, so it's going to be cool to see what he thinks. Drum roll, please. I approve. I approve. That deep voice got you choked up. <laughs> I was literally trying not to die. But, yeah, I, these things are super good. Yeah, I would just like fan. to mention that I'm not hating on the energy drinks. I actually have a heart problem, so yeah. I don't drink energy drinks. An energy drink might kill Corey right uh, now. So I'm sticking <laughs> with the coffee. But yeah, Corey, show us your shirt. Or tell us about your shirt. Oh, uh, Logan wanted me to point out my shirt because my cousin made me this. And those of you listeners that don't know, I am also a diabetic. <laughs> and I saw this shirt online. I really liked it. Yeah, and it says, it says, Guns, Coffee, and Insulin on it. And if you're watching the video on our Facebook page, I will show the shirt now. Yeah, it's literally just got Take a it it says off. gun, got Take a picture of a gun, coffee, picture of coffee, and then his insulin. So yeah, yeah. But There's a picture of the insulin too. The insulin pump. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I, know, I thought it was a car battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes to keep him going. Car battery. <laughs> but yes, Mad Max. thank you, Seven Eleven, one more time for all this. Definitely recommend this stuff. We're not just saying this because it's a sponsor. Yeah, actually I, really good. This is really good stuff. I, I was buying these before we even sponsored. So <laughs> to be honest, we're not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, this is not like it's a paid sponsorship. Yeah. So like us recommending this shouldn't actually mean something. So definitely go in there, buy buy like ten of them. <laughs> Actually, when I went, I think there was a deal. It was like two for $3.33 or something. And that's a good deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stop drinking bang. Stop drinking rain. Get yourself some quake. That's our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> All let's, right. Let's kick um, this puppy yeah, off. Yeah, we got an awesome episode. Uh, man, it's kind of 
intimidating because we have 250 likes on our Facebook page now. I feel like there's a lot of people a lot of watching now. Can I just say I missed you guys? Oh, yeah. Corey wasn't yeah. here last oh, week. Oh, Corey. Why did you keep going on vacation? <laughs> you know? He's a popular guy with his yeah. fiance. <laughs> He's a public figure. Went to did the you beach. get to see a lighthouse this time? I did get to see a lighthouse. Hey, congrats. Yeah. Congrats, man. Did you but, cry? Yeah. Did like you redo the proposal? No. <laughs> you should have. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, we missed you too. But speaking of you the most. vacation and trips, we're going to be talking about cruising tunes. We're going to talk about uh, our favorite music to listen to on the road, on road trips. I listen to music every second I'm in the car. Before I even pull out of the driveway, uh, I'm, I got some music on. Well, so. well, I guess that gives me a thought. Like, what's your, what's your routine? Do you, do you work on a playlist before you go? So I can tell you, idea. as Ryan's brother, that he works on the playlist as we drive. I, oh, I, as you I drive? do that sometimes. It is very unsafe, I and I, I, so I you're can driving attest. and you're adding. Well, the songs? Not, yes. not adding oh, songs. I mean, if, if is, a song comes on that I like, but I just love making. I have I don't know, probably like sixty playlists, and I love making playlists. I like just having different playlists to go to. But a lot of time what happens is I make a place I really like and I get stuck on that one for like three months. And Spotify is your main Spotify. Oh, yeah. Okay. Spotify for sure. Spotify. Spotify. It has that. Yeah. Sponsor is Spotify. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't be as good as 7-Eleven though. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, right now the playlist I listen to when I drive. Uh, right now I'm in like a indie rock phase. Now this is your cruising playlist, right? Yeah, this okay. is my everything playlist right now. Okay, Wait, you just dropped it. Yeah, I know. I had to drop down. <laughs> <laughs> I got shorter. Um, but yeah, I'm listening to a lot of indie music. Like, um, I don't want to recommend some of these people. So what kind I mean, of music this, is Indian music? Uh, no, not Indian. <laughs> Are you listening to like throat music? Like, hey, oi, oi, oi. Indie music. Uh, it kind of covers a very wide spectrum of sounds, but for the most part, it's kind of your typical like um, like Sundance music. Sundance music. I'm just, I don't know. It's <laughs> no, not a genre. No. Um, uh, like right now, I'm listening to an artist called Mac DeMarco a lot, and also an artist that I can recommend for all families. An artist called Dayglow. 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 It's a uh, not Christian, but it's definitely family friendly. Really awesome music. But indie music is kind of like um. Kind of has this like made at home vibe. It's not super like go into a studio and pay a thousand dollars. It's a lot. It's really kind of DIY sounding. Um, so a lot of unknown artists. Yeah, like yeah, on yeah. the main. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'd say a lot of these aren't really mainstream. I mean, there are mainstream indie artists, but a lot of times like those the deep cuts are what really gets. So popular. could you almost say that like anyone who gets into music and starts, you know, like their stereotypical SoundCloud account starts off as kind of indie? No, I mean indie. Um, because if you said it's kind of a made-at-home sound, that <laughs> well, to it, me is there, like it is like the the songwriting and the instruments used and stuff. I, like, I, I mean, a, a SoundCloud rapper that's making rap music at home wouldn't be considered. Okay, would yeah, that, that makes maybe sense. an indie Eric, rap. Would you say it's more? Would you say it's music? more acoustic feeling then? Not necessarily, because like a lot of the ones electric? I listen to is are very electronic. Oh, There's okay. a lot of electronic things like uh, Two Door Cinema Club. I don't know if you probably haven't heard of them. Two Door Cinema um, Club. I'm trying to think of some that you guys might know. Uh, that are indie sounding, but yeah, that, that's what I'm listening to right now. It's really good road music too. It's it's usually kind of I guess it can be either happy or really sad. But did Adele start it? <laughs> <laughs> what you just said Adele? 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 No, I don't think she'd be indie. 
She's you more should be drinking an energy drink on this podcast, Eric. <laughs> I don't need energy, do it. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what I listen to. But I, I listen to all kinds of music in the car. I, I go through phases of different kind of music I like listening to. What about to. you, Corey? I'm going to be very unpopular on this. Oh, no. Because. Reggae? Is it country? I just want to. I do like reggae. So do I. I like Bob. I want to preface this by saying I've been on two trips. So I've actually had okay. um, my fiance and I made a big like road trip playlist specifically oh, no, for these two romantic. trips. Oh, no. <laughs> Taylor <laughs> no, no. Taylor Swift's new album, I will add, though, is very, very good. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's it called? Folklore? I think so. Mm. Shake it um, up. <laughs> Stop talking, Eric. Um, it's shake it off, not shake it up. <laughs> shake thought, it on. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke, which is why I said stop it. But you really thought it was oh, yeah. shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. <laughs> Don't do that with your quake energy before opening it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, Corey, but, go ahead, so, buddy. I'm sorry. They keep stealing so your limelight. Both of my trips, when I when I saw cruising tunes, like like Ryan said, I have like my standard. Stuff that I listen to all the time when I'm in the car, but I took. How many cruise- of those are my playlists that I've made that I've sent you? Uh, there are a couple. Mm-hmm. I have some of my own too, though. I don't think it's fair um, that you don't share your playlist with me or do you. He did, they're public. I, I get it. They're forced. public. Yeah. I also me. just quite. I quite oh, frankly don't. I gotta think a lot. be public follower of you. Yeah. Do you have Spotify? Yes. I'll send you I, some. I have the free I'll version. I'll send you some. I mean, I, I don't send them to you sometimes because, like, there's a couple songs on there that I wouldn't, like, recommend listening to around children. Oh. <laughs> but, but I you. mean, I can send you some of my clean ones. Yeah. But, anyways, so when I took Cruise and Tunes, our, our topic, I thought about, like, making a big trip. Okay. So, like, usually for us, that's going to the beach. Yeah. So whenever I think beach, I have a totally different mindset. Okay. So mm. my normal music style goes out the window. Um, I listen to a lot of like, like oldies, like beat, just stuff that I consider beach music. Oh yeah. So that even can beach that, boys, beach boys, but yeah, also like um, Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Like I, uh, Jimmy Buffett, uh, Kenny Chesney, which is country, but he like considers himself like island ish. Like his, um, he actually has like his major following. They call themselves No Shoes Nation. And oh, they yeah. have like a pirate flag. Uh-huh. Um. So I have like a lot of country that does get mm-hmm. thrown in there, but I also listen to a lot of like classic rock and yeah, that. Amen, so it's Corey. kind of like I don't know. It's kind of what's in the classic rock you like? If it's not Aerosmith, you're not saying the right. Oh, thing. there's definitely Aerosmith okay, on there. Yeah, if I if I don't that. listen to like ACDC, uh, I was never a huge ACDC okay. guy. I mean, I respect. Oh, you don't like them. bagpipes? <laughs> was it Fleetwood Mac? I like Fleetwood Mac. Fleet, um, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood. Oh, yeah. Sleek Wood Mac. Fleet no. Street. <laughs> Fleet. Oh. Sweeney but. Todd, the demon barber of <clears throat> Fleet Street. <laughs> what are you even saying? Dude, this know. Quake Energy's got me but, got me going, guys. But, Sorry. Are, <laughs> but there there definitely are some like uh country artists on there, which okay. I know you guys don't really like. Well, Corey, you'd but, be surprised at my answer then. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I branched because out. I was also gonna say, um, on that I also like Zach Brown band. Okay. Which a lot of people just know that chicken fried song or whatever with a little bit of chicken yeah. fried I hate a lot that song of so much. I, but i don't like that song either um i like that song. it was super overplayed yeah. when it came out and that kind of did it for me but he also has an album called jekyll and hyde okay and i i really oh. like uh gelatin hyde 
Yes. I like that one too. Yeah. So no, anyways, um <laughs> I was I was just letting him have his moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I but anyways, yeah, so there's definitely a lot more country on that. Um and it's just like that it makes me think of summertime. Yeah, yeah no. So like when I'm heading to the beach, I, I would rather have the windows down than the air conditioning mm-hmm. on and I'd listen to some country. See, when I went to Iceland, kind of going to the the way you took this, I, me and my friends made an Iceland playlist. Uh like probably 15 hours long. It's a bunch of Mongolian throat singing too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, de- it was a lot of very atmospheric, uh, vibey music. Think- if, if you guys have ever seen the secret life of Walter Mitty yeah. movie, we inspired the whole playlist on that soundtrack, which is very, very mellow acoustic, I guess. Uh, but man, and I listen to it and get I th- so nostalgic. I think a lot of people have a huge emotional attachment to music too. And really, oh, if you, yeah. depending on where your trip is, if you set a playlist for your trip, like it can really set the mood oh, for the yeah, whole trip, for like sure. of how your trip. I'm all about out. chasing vibes, man. Exactly, and that, I feel that. What about you, Eric? Well, that's what I was thinking about. There's, there's certain, you know, I guess there's a playlist. If I'm driving by myself, I create my own playlist. But mm-hmm. if there's a, I try to do the family thing. I try to mix it in with a lot of things we, everybody else likes. Yeah. So we'll have some rap in there at a family thing. It'll be mm-hmm. rap. It'll be NF. I um, assume. Yeah, NF. Who's the rap artist you met with uh, your son, Xavier? Oh, uh, Zonti. Zonti? Yeah, he's really good. I like it. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of songs out, but there's uh, Fanatic, and then there is uh, God Top Me, which okay. is really Oh, yeah, I've heard God I'd Top high, Me. I highly recommend that. Check him out. Those two Wait, how do you spell up. that? Uh, Zonti? Yeah. Oh, You're I should have asked you. Never mind. Z-A-U-T-E, I think. Zonti? Yeah. Is there an N in it? Yeah, maybe there is. Yeah, you didn't spell it right then. <laughs> you asked him to spell Zonti, right? Yeah, no. That I'm was a terrible speller anyhow. <laughs> so were, that, were right. those all your cruising tunes? Well, you know, I, you know, I do get through these vibes where I like to listen to techno music and stuff like okay. that. Okay, so, EDM? Yeah. Uh, so there's times like that. Um, you know, and there's some times where I like to listen to a lot of spiritual things. So there's a lot of times, you know, with me th- kind of creating dramas in the past. Yeah. I try to listen to songs that kind of have like there's okay. just different songs that I've listened to through yeah, the time sure. and kind of and I I have this bad habit if I if I start thinking of a drama I will continue to play the song and it kind of annoys my kids because yeah. it's like mm-hmm. but I'm thinking I'm visualizing yeah. the drama in yeah my head, yeah I get so that I like to, just to just real quick Zonti is Z A U N T E E which wasn't even I think no, you said was, I, I said Z A U he was close he left out the N yeah I left okay okay also okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this out here. After uh, this episode, we should tag in my full beach cruising playlist because I think that's what it's called. So if anyone's going to the beach, oh, they can check it out. I, I say we create a playlist. Uh, and we talk about a lot about it. music, so I think yeah. we should make yeah. just like We've a also said like three playlist. times that we make a playlist and link it. I don't think we well, yeah, we can go through we'll this. Make a goal. This this okay. is something we'll do. I'll do. After my, this episode, my playlist is already before. made yeah. too. So I. I well, mean, why don't we each create our own playlist and just turn it on? Sure, okay, sure. And share. You know, we'll just call it Eric's cruising, and mine will be the best. Ryan's right. will have him, like, I'll, I'll get through mine. Hey, I did appreciate though when I had a when I was playing music in my car. You were like Eric. I'm pretty impressed. You I said that. Pretty good. Yeah, you, you were pretty impressed by my. I am impressed list. because I remember you you started listening to a lot of Twenty One Pilots. Oh yeah, and I, I like Twenty One like, Pilots. Dang man, Brian, I'm do you remember like, when I hated Twenty One Pilots? Yeah, I remember when a lot of the bands I you say you like now you hated. Yeah, like, well, it's because you parts. you force them upon me. <laughs> yeah. I have to cool. listen to them. My my favorite Twenty One Pilots song is the the hype. The hype, okay. The reason why I love that song so much is because I think about it in the in the terms of everything else. You know, we we think that everything's going to matter, and it's not 
as big a deal as yeah. we think it is. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So I love that. That's a good song. Man, I hated the song Car Radio because that's all you would play. <laughs> that's and then you learned it. My you learned it on piano and you'd play it at home, and that's what got me. But let me just say, oh, throw a few of mine out there real fast. Um, <laughs> my my car playlist, my cruising tunes is usually. I've recently picked up the guitar, so I'm learning how to play the guitar right now. So my the playlist, guitar. the you actually serenaded <laughs> me a couple weeks ago. What's that? You serenaded me. Yeah, I sang Erica Custom song in here. You actually locked me in this room. <laughs> That's not a lie. Is that why you were crying before last episode? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was scared. So anyway, where that's going is I, the music I listen to in the car are the, all of the songs I'm trying to learn how to play on I guitar. I see banana pancakes on there. Yeah. So here's a few what that I'm trying banana to Banana pancakes? Dude, Jack, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. One of the first songs learning guitar. Oh, I've never heard that. It's a oh, good beginner guitar song. It teaches you a lot of techniques right off the bat. Wow. Um, so right now I'm big into Switchfoot songs. I love the style of Switchfoot. So I'm learning how to play the Vice Versus song mm-hmm. on guitar. Um, what Hurts move? the Most by Rascal Flatts. So there you go, Corey. I love that song. Yeah, so I've branched out. I've branched so out. Much. <laughs> I've branched out into a little bit of country with playing guitar because yeah. you know if you're playing yeah. acoustic guitar, you gotta you gotta appreciate country. And uh, also shout out to my buddy Talon Mount. Uh, he got me into a little bit of country at school, mm-hmm. and my roommate Lane. So and we heard Talon's hey, listening Lane. to the podcast. Hey, Talon. Yep. So yeah, Talon. Talon's a, a devoted dog? fan. Oh yeah, Talon. Tell your dad we said hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What's up, Talon's hi, daddy? <laughs> we heard uh, we heard Talon's dad enjoyed the podcast a lot. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, buddy. I appreciate that. He's my neighbor. Um, <laughs> next song uh, is nothing. I hold on to. Uh, a bunch. I don't really have a specific artist for that. I just like the the United Pursuit. Sure. I think. Uh, the Banana Pancakes, Jack Johnson, Love of a Lifetime by Firehouse. That's an oldie. Um, Hotel oh. California by the Eagles. Ooh, good one. I thought that maybe that would be my first like solo I would try to tackle the solo on that song. With that. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's like half the song. I know. I'm shooting. I'm shooting for the stars. And but, then you should do Freebird. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, and then also, I am a massive Casting Crowns fan. If you ask anyone I live with at on campus, that is literally the only band I listen to through finals week because all their songs, they they deliver. My two favorites are "Set Me Free" and "Praise You in the Storm." Why'd you shake your head? You don't like Cassie Crowns? I don't like Cassie Crowns. There's a, there's uh, you're a, a Christmas loser. song I really that I want to do for Christmas Eve service. Oh, yeah? And actually, Are you singing? What I, no. Oh, man. What I'm saying is, like, each Christmas Eve, it'd be cool to have a theme. Okay. And there's, I think it's uh, Room in Your Heart or something like that. I haven't really listened to their Christmas album But listen, check out their song because I think it'd be cool to talk about, like, there's no room in our heart for Christ is basically the idea of the song. Oh, oh, I know what song you're talking about and now. it's a yeah. great song, and I'd love to hear that song at Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and and kind of create a theme with the, our Christmas Eve services. So I actually be a, sorry, go off tangent. But no, 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 no. It's that's a really good. good song. Check that. I think it's, is a rim in your heart or something like that? I'm about to find out. Logan, we can keep going. I though. definitely <laughs> respect your Casting Crowns shout out though, because a lot of people kind of hate on them for some reason. Not like, not like major yeah. hate, but just like meme. don't like it. Ryan. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I actually, in one of like the worst times of my life, I was big. That was like when Praise You in the Storm came out. Yeah. So that was like my song. I'm telling you, one dude, then, it's powerful. And then so also oh, right. really the, good drama song. Uh, the song that I think is like really similar that goes right into that is East to West. Yes. So yep. like the, those two together, I was like, man. Yeah. Like this is this is getting me through right now. I also have another question. Do you guys, where do you guys think you listen to the most music? Do you guys ever listen to music when you're not in the car? Uh, I listen to a lot of music in the gym. Mm-hmm. So, but I know we've talked about that. That's more of EDM, hard rock. 
I'm also big onto music when um, I'm, this is kind of like my little thing about me, but I keep my room super clean. So whenever I clean my room, I always put, listen to music, which is kind of random, but that's another weird spot that I listen to music, but most of it's usually in the car. See, I top. listen to music all the time. Like, even if like, I'm just like sitting in my room, even like sometimes when I'm playing video games, I'll just like, instead of listening to the video game audio, I'll just put in earbuds and listen to, to the music. Like, oh, I can very rarely do that because I, I like to... Yeah, listen to music. Yeah, I mean, music's huge for me on campus because walking to classens while mm-hmm. listening to music is just so like mm-hmm. satisfying. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I, like I would listen to music all the time studying. You, what kind of head, headset do you use to listen to music? Oh, uh, AirPods Pro. Uh, the they're the most. They're the best. They're the best. They're the most versatile. The gym. They're fantastic. For walking around campus, you have that noise cancellation, but you can also turn it on to the active mode where you can hear everything around you, and they're also fit in your pocket just like the old AirPods. People think they're bigger. They're not. They're fantastic. They're in ear, so they have better bass response. But good grief, you can talk to talk on phone calls and have the active the active hearing on. Mm-hmm. They're the best. Now, see, I've I, I listen to a lot of music with what I'm wearing right now, my Audio Technicas, because they're like a lot of times that's the headset that they use to mix it when they're like making the song. And I just think that's cool. That's I cool. think you're more of an audiophile though. I I, I don't I don't know. I, I think I am. Another thing oh, that wait, has that's factored. Actually a headset? Yeah, I was thinking that. You're well, no, that's that's like <laughs> that's a, a term. That's someone that's like obsessed with like audio, oh. which I think I am. Another thing that's factored into like the way I listen to music now is I've been messing around with like making my own music and like Logic Pro and stuff like that. And what a lot of people will do is when they're like mixing a song, which I've done, uh, they like to listen to it on like different headphones because they want the experience that they're hearing in these headphones to translate well to like let's just say like Apple AirPods or mm-hmm. in the car. So I, I've been finding it cool to listen to music I really like and really know with different headphones than just these really high-end studio headphones. Yeah. Like I'll listen to it in the car and just like hear how they translate their like studio mix to fit well with all different kinds of way you listen to music. Ryan, so you I know think what, that's really You know what important. that reminds me of? When we were really little, we played Halo for the first time. We played on this really trashy TV. Yeah. And then whenever we upgraded TVs, it had the, yeah. the audio, the, the sound bar mm-hmm. built into it, and we realized that like they talk in it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds yeah. me of. Um, before we move on, because I'm a dad, there is a playlist that I kind of create when my kids are, you know, needing spiritual guidance. Okay, that's cool. So I create a spiritual. Yeah, cool. it's kind of like subliminal messaging. Yeah, like you Lecrae, dog. Uh, Tell the <laughs> World, and, and different things like that. That's cool. I like, probably Lecrae is one of my favorite Christian rappers. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the most him. touching gifts I've ever gotten was for oh, Christmas you're, you're one welcome. year, my friends. <laughs> it's not from you, I'm sorry. For Christmas one year, two of my friends, Hannah and KT, that also go to our church, they made me a CD of a playlist they made of songs that reminded me of them. Oh, or really? them of me. That's yeah, cool. there you and go. And <laughs> that, is, that is so, like... Yeah. like Spoke at your the, love language of music. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the coolest things to do is make a playlist for someone of music they it think was, they like. It was kind of a throwback to, to those making someone a mixtape. Yeah, place. exactly. Like, like I, I think that's so cool. That, that's such a cool way to, like, tell someone that, like, not only that you're thinking about them that you also know them and like you associate like songs for them like i think that's so cool when's mm-hmm. your birthday june 4th oh we just passed it yeah. i was just saying well Christmas. you have a whole year to <laughs> so work all on our listeners <laughs> out there if you want to reach ryan's heart if you want to reach my soul make me a playlist make a playlist <laughs> you can mail it to the church <laughs> mail it to the time. church <laughs> mail your phone to the church with the playlist on it and i'll just keep <laughs> no, the create a cd or something yeah. 
or you no, know, that, that'd be awesome. Music. I'm always down to listen to new music. I love discovering new music. I love Sweet. hearing what other people like, what genres people like, because it tells me a lot about. But them, there is so. music you hate, right? <sighs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, casting I, crowns. Oh well, uh, yeah, Rascal Flats. I, I like to everything dog that I like on on bands like that. Um, kind of like the bigger bands that I think are overrated on a lot of country music. Nickelback. But like, I'm always down to like, if, if you have a song, like if you're disagreeing with me right now and you're like, man, he'd really like this song by Casting Crowns, send it to me and I'll listen to it and it'll probably change my mind because I'll know that someone... He's a tough cookie to Someone crack. liked it mm-hmm. other than just hearing it on the radio. And Are like, we all in agreement that Eric Eaton is a good... He actually wrote some good songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. what? I'm, I'm thinking of indie that he actually... See, would, I, I, I think you guys style are... style of music, right? I, Ryan, I, I, think I think it's just because you're interpreting. Indie I think you're well. Oh, okay. I think your description was not good enough for indie. That's because you just here. I'm it, gonna I'm, I'm gonna look yeah. up a definition of because indie I quick. think that's what's like. I in my mind, I'm thinking of some of the music I've heard that you've showed me that is definitely indie, but like I couldn't describe indie to you. Mm-hmm. And like when we say you know it's so independent music also known as indie music is music produced independently from commercial record labels or their subsidiaries eric eaton so <laughs> well when you're talking about eric eaton he's really one of the people that really want to made me want to like learn how to play the guitar yeah, too that's what i was wa- just because oh, yeah. he's definitely my number one because he influence. like when well, he one just, of my number one influences when you just chill out and just play the guitar and sing a, a custom song to someone just lyrics that come to his head and it was kind of funny and quirky like yeah well like dance we will dance and sing yeah oh, that, that happened so just good. at church camp yeah, mm-hmm. the guy they were. He was just hanging out, singing some songs, and he yeah. just created the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think about his music was really cool. Is like, I know his impl- he he made a f- major focus to the lyrics. Yeah, and wanting to write more than just a chorus that you continue to sing. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it's kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I would definitely that say that Eric is kind of. I mean, indie as a genre rather than like a term used to describe how. Yeah, you um, just read the definition. Well, <laughs> the I know, definition but, didn't but agree I'm, with I'm, what you're I'm trying realizing to say. now that like <laughs> the definition's describing the word indie, yeah, though, not because the genre as, as someone it. that like knows the sound that people consider indie now, it is really confusing for people that don't really know that. Because I mean, I wouldn't straight up consider Eric Eaton's sound to be necessarily indie, but the way that he made the music is indie. Yeah, mm. I- independent. Do you think mm-hmm. we could ask permission to have one of his songs on our? I probably. Hope. We could probably ask. Let's do that. I would love that. We probably should move on. <clears throat> yeah, let's move yeah. on. So now we're going to go into another topic. We may have to do a two-part. Yeah. This is big This is for big me. for, yeah, a couple reasons. But we're going to talk about Star We're just going to have a conversation about Star Wars, honestly. We're going to talk yeah, about our, our favorite movies of Star Wars. You know how much anxiety that gives Star me? Wars, <laughs> yeah. What we love about Star so, Wars. Well, can I share something that happened to me? And it, this is Star Wars related. Okay. It's kind of outside the, I'm, I'd the hope talk of Star Wars a little bit. Kick us off. You know, I, so of course, Star Wars came out seventy three, right? <laughs> that was the first one that came out seventy. Mm-hmm. That was the year I was born. <laughs> so Empire Strikes Back comes out like nineteen seventy seven, nineteen seventy eight. I think it's nineteen seventy seven. Anyhow, I'm so excited to go see this movie, and my mom, uh, we get there late, and I'm so mad. Yeah, and I'm so disappointed because I get it right into part of the beginning of the movie, and you missed and it, and I missed it, and yeah. I didn't know, and I had to wait till like years later to find out what I missed oh, in the beginning. Man. Empire oh. Strikes Back. To let you know, I forgive my mom. <laughs> okay. It took we me about you. 25 years, but, <laughs> but I don't hold that against her anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that was it was such an impressional movie on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing seeing Empire Strikes Back for the first time, and then 
of course, I think I saw Star Wars on TV or something because, you know, I was too young. But so the hype to get excited for that movie, I was really looking forward mm-hmm. to it and really, mm-hmm. really excited. It might have been 1979 or something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm sure. Look the dates on those. Go ahead. You guys. Yeah. Can. I mean, I'm going to get my opinion. I love Star Wars. I do think that. I don't really have the attachment to Star Wars that a lot of people do because when I was growing up, Star Wars definitely was like around me, but no, I don't it's think because the first set of movies ruined the yeah the newer ones yeah well well because the what are they called the prequels the prequels, the prequels yeah. that's what was around when I was younger ruined the, and I mean they were big then obviously because anytime new Star Wars movie comes out it's huge but I just didn't really get into them as much I like them but like I was big into other movies i guess and a lot of video games and stuff but i still love star wars but i do feel like i was robbed a little bit of that um like when the new ones come out and everyone's freaking out and crying for hearing the the opening sequence again in a new movie for the first time i I didn't really feel that and i kind of felt left out just because um i wasn't really raised on star wars but i do really appreciate like i think that the first three star wars movies that came out obviously were just absolutely revolutionary i think all movies now would be completely different without those Star Wars movies yeah. and the use of effects and practical effects and everything like mm-hmm. that. Well, you're very right about the effects because to, to us that were kind of used to the movies during that time period, it was revolutionary mm-hmm. just to see some of these things that, wow, the, the stop animation, the, yeah. the mm-hmm. everything that they added to the movies to make it look, the, 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 the dog fights that were happening with the, um, you know, Millennium Falcon and, and yeah. just all those things that occurred. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Actually, the first movie was 1977. So that okay. would explain. Yeah. And then Empire Strikes Back was 1980. Okay. okay. So that's the reason because I was thinking I was a little bit, I was like seven or eight. So I would have been seven at that time. It's, it's crazy to think that the first mm-hmm. Star Wars movie, wait, 20, 1977, <laughs> came out 20 years before I was born. Yeah. That's crazy to And think that's about. what's amazing <laughs> is even, you know, we can we could probably have some debate about talking about the the upgrades because I think some of the upgrades because they went back in and changed some things uh-huh. changed mm-hmm. quite a bit of the things yeah really. mm-hmm. some of the things I really liked and then there were some things I hated like Jabba Hut and Empire Strikes Back yeah. mm-hmm. or no New Hope because they went back they and, went back and well, added him and then didn't they this, film some scenes with nothing in them thinking that in the future they could add stuff to it. Well, they just had extra stuff. George Lucas yeah, okay. just didn't get a he didn't feel right about Jabba cuz Jabba actually in, in New Hope was a guy. Oh, <laughs> was really? Just a regular guy. I didn't know that. And so they tried to insert Jabba the Hutt okay. as CGI and it didn't into fit. and then if you notice there's a little weird part that happens when he walks around him. Uh-huh. Uh it's like a little jarring. Yeah. Uh, that's because they just couldn't do that right. They couldn't mask um, it. Um to yeah. mask it. That's um, cool. But it's it's interesting. It's but forward thinking. I actually have on VHS the original original. Really? Wow. So I, I don't have the Empire or Return of the Jedi, but I have uh, Star Wars. That might Jedi become a lot of money one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, you use it to fund Sorry. our podcast. Man, when we talk, I'm I love Star Wars. I reach I re- very recently watched rewatched all of them, like literally all of them, and watched the Clone Wars on top of that. And boy, oh boy. So just talking generally about Star Wars, just to kind of, I'm sure we're going to talk about it more in the podcast, maybe have a guest or someone talk about it. Um, But if I'm going to talk about anything, why I like it so much, it's because like, if you've ever noticed any good movie series or any successful storyline, isn't it kind of crazy that 
it always can those bigger names like lord of the rings and star wars always have such strong like biblical ties to it yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's it's because like to make a good story it has to make sense with the way the world works and that's exactly like what we believe in as like that's exactly how the storyline of like the gospel Mm -hmm. goes you know and i that's something that i really see in star wars you know Mm -hmm. the whole the vibes with the force and comparing that to our faith and kind of like maybe the holy spirit and how that is so like essential to the jedi i love to put us as christians in the shoes of a jedi Mm -hmm. and like the jedi to me are just so cool like oh my goodness like it just gives me chills like how they how they become Jedi, like yeah. the, mm-hmm. like how how much you sacrifice to be a Jedi, and the the equipment they use is literally their minds almost. Yeah. You know, a Jedi doesn't have this loadout. They get a lightsaber, which is a tool to them, but they're also you see so many times of when they can't use a, a lightsaber, and they're still just as three times as effective. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like I was the, just going to mention what you just so many so many cool things, mm-hmm. but I just love. I just love the fact that like big names like Lord of the Rings and especially Star Wars have have gotten to the point where they are now because of the story that they carry along and the characters that they develop. And I just think that there's so many good strong ties and it's just it almost just reinforces, you know, why we are Christians and why we why we believe in what we believe is because you know, even even Narnia, like they just all these big stories that people think are like this is the best storyline we've ever seen is because it's it's based on a storyline of how the world actually works, and that's mm-hmm. that's Christianity. <laughs> exactly, and that, that's hidden truth. Exactly, it's mm-hmm. hidden that's truth. the word it's I'm truth. Trying. Yeah, but it's told in a fictional yeah. tale, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it. You want to go ahead and share that book? Because I mean, yeah, well, I, I I can. So Eric, while I was talking about that, searched uh, Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, Monomyth of a Hero, his like theory on it, or the Hero with a Thousand Faces, the one you yeah. looked up. But I, I recently just took a class at. At Cedarville, which is a Bible college, it's a mm-hmm. world mythology class. Um, but in that, we talked a lot about um, like the effects of mythology and how it kind of translated f- to the future, and how it also was created, like stories of like um, Zeus and Poseidon and everything. How that has is was made because of thinking about things of like written in the Bible. But what he looked up is Joseph Campbell, and Joseph Campbell wrote this book it's called the monomyth of the hero and it pretty much his theory is that every good story is comprised of the same attributes all throughout history and it's the kind of the like what we think of as a stereotypical story which star wars resembles exactly like a a hero uh is called to action young young hero young hero a young innocent hero some kind of life-changing thing i don't know the exact things um, um, some, I mean, he faces care, conflict. Go, yeah, go, go for through, it. Go for it. Through some of them, you'd have a sage mm-hmm. where there's a some wise mm-hmm. person that's a guide. That's mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, a very evil presence, mm-hmm. Darth Vader, yep. who is the antagonist of the story. Um, so these elements is what what the book is really talking about. Is mm-hmm. that these elements are there and important that there has to be a conflict, and then you watch yourself going through this. Uh, progression as being the young person mm-hmm. going through life mm-hmm. and having this wisdom. I can read real quick ahead, what sure, it is. So, so Joseph Campbell says that there's 12 things to go through really first. The first one, and this is uh, how a good story is written in his opinion, or not even a good story, how most stories are how told. How mythology. How mythology, how stories have been told for generations. 
the first one is Ordinary World. Kind of sets up the thing. You're, you have this guy living in an ordinary world. You have Call to Adventure, where something happens where he is called to go on this adventure. Uh, the refusal of the call, where he's kind of battling within, doesn't really want to go. Uh, meeting the mentor, or the sage, which he's, uh, which Eric was talking about. Crossing the threshold, which is kind of him going into the adventure, taking that first step. Uh, test allies and enemies, that's like conflict, things that happens. Uh, the approach, which I guess is kind of talking about um, approaching the climax. And then you have ordeal, death, and rebirth. This is kind of like the, the turning point where he like meets the villain or this force he's battling and something happens to where like the next six Empire steps. Strikes Back. Exactly. <laughs> uh, reward, seizing the sword. Uh, this is after he goes through with that main conflict. He gets a reward. He's got it. There's the road back, which reminds me of The Hobbit, the story mm-hmm. where he returns back after yeah. getting uh, whatever he was going for. can't remember right now. Uh, the road back, mm-hmm. adventures on the road back. There's usually a lot of... Uh, of uh, personal reflection about the journey there. Uh, the resurrection where he's kind of finished that journey and he is, he's resurrected. He's, um, he's at new and he's proud of, there's almost like a reborn. almost. And then the last one's really cool. Uh, it's called return with elixir. And that's when he returns, but with this new experience, this new item, sometimes like if you think of Indiana Jones, um, temple of doom, he comes back with this, like the stones or whatever to save the village. Uh, he returns with a reward or a, an experience that can change the ordinary world that was the beginning. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's really cool. What a genius yeah. thing to understand. And if I want to, if I want to add one more thing before I give Corey, who might be the biggest Star Wars fan, yeah. out of, I yeah. might might well, be. Poor guy hasn't even. Yeah, had he hasn't even had the line. <laughs> He's over here. He's dying every year. Sorry, Corey. <laughs> I'm gonna say one more thing, <laughs> and then Corey, you can you can go for it. But I think that like. I honestly did not know that book existed. Yeah. And to hear that, until last to year, hear that college. just reinforces everything I was trying to say. Yeah. Is that like, that's one of those big stories that like, when you watch these big adventure movies like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, you're like, man, I wish I could have like an adventure like that in my life. Mm-hmm. And like, your life is set up that way to where our sinful nature gives us that, that start to our adventure, to where, you know, following Christ is that adventure. And I just, watching those movies really reminds me that like, we are already in that adventure. And yeah. I think that's so cool because like, I'm like, I would love to be a Jedi or I would love to be one of those, um, one of those few on the adventure in Lord of the Rings. But like yeah. you can be because you are equipped with the same things that like the Jedi are, you know, talking about kind of like you're, Absolutely. you know, that that's just so cool to me. And wh- mm-hmm. that's why I love Star Wars so much is because like I get a, I, that just reminds me that yeah. that well, is part well, of that it. That is why it's that hidden truth because yep. that's the truth we all long for. Mm-hmm. That's the truth that we all would like to see happen for yeah. us. Exactly. And that is the truth that God says that he calls us all to according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it is really cool. And it's, it's called adventure. That's why these movies speak to us and mm-hmm. do so well. Yeah. Because, and, and you, Star Wars was cool. They had all the special effects It had all these things. And I know, Corey still hasn't had a chance. To <laughs> Corey, but, man, I'm so sorry. sorry. But, sorry. but it was the story. It was mm-hmm. the story yeah. that really made it. It made it. It made it just in a time when it was coming out, and uh, that really, you know, this was just shortly after the Vietnam War, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so this was a, a, a movie that gave people hope. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we, we can have something. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. The people, non-believers out there that love the movie, just like it's so hard from a Christian's perspective. It's like you, you can, that's that movie can kind of happen in your life. Like it's almost like you just have to have that leap of faith to believe in, you know, serving a higher purpose. So Corey, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Um, I'm actually going to take a different sure. take on this. Than he just bashes Star Wars. Um, no. I, <laughs> like, whoa. Logan is right. I absolutely love Star Wars. The first time I ever watched Star Wars, I actually watched them all chronologically in like a really short time span. So I watched the prequels first and then mm-hmm. the original movies, which, yes, the original movies are better yeah. story-wise. Um, but and Can I just interject something? The reason why I don't like them as well is because they – they try to explain too much. the The originals there was a lot of I, mystery. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the explanation. I can see your point of like explaining too much. Yes, but I like the media chlorine. I heard. Chlorine, yeah, whatever. like that part. See, I think I that happened because by the time they're ready to make the the prequels, everyone was so invested in the lore of it, mm-hmm. yeah. and they wanted well, to kind of deliver a little bit on that. Let Corey well, speak his mind; yeah, he's going to explode. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I watched a video not that long ago, and it actually blew my mind because it actually goes back to what you were talking about about the making of a hero. And I loved. Star Wars, I like all nine, even though like some of them are definitely not as good as some of the other ones. Um, but I didn't realize until I saw this that all nine movies are exactly the same. Like, and it's weird to describe, but once once you, I walk you through this, it's really take my hand really and take is. it for a walk. I will. <laughs> because it goes along, it goes along the whole like making of a hero thing. But like by the at the the last. Like three, like I thought they were good, but I just like they brought back too much. Mm-hmm. I felt like the reintroducing Palpatine was yeah. almost too much. Like it just, like it, it was good, but like it didn't really make sense to me. Like yeah. I didn't, like I know they tried to say all oh, like it was his mind in a clone, or like there's different things like that that mm-hmm. they talked about. Well, really, I blame the middle movie for that because that movie, middle movie, could have done more yeah. to explain, yeah, or kind of set up the next, movie. yeah. But because of that, I felt myself like in the last three being like, I don't know why I'm like, I love Star Wars so much. I'm so into it and I'm still into them because I like want to see the characters and stuff. But it just felt like almost predictable to me the whole time. And then it was like someone walked you back through and they were like, basically they ripped off the first three movies two more times because they picked a really important person that was a, essentially a child, like Anakin was the youngest, yeah. but Luke was like supposed to be a teenager, and then mm-hmm. Ray was also kind of supposed to be a teenager, and they were actually really important people, mm-hmm. but you're made to think they're nobody, and then again, the sage comes in, the same person comes in, trains them, so like for Luke, it's Yoda, for yeah. Anakin, it's or or for Luke, it's Obi-Wan, and then he goes to Yoda, and then like... Anakin, it's Qui Gon as mm-hmm. at first, and then he kind of gets brought Obi-Wan. up more by Obi Wan, and then for Ray, it ends up being Luke. And well, here, well, that sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you. you're fine. But the, <laughs> the the fact is, is that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that's what I thought maybe was going to happen. But then the way Luke came into that, the Last Jedi, or even before that. It was like a letdown. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, that's mm-hmm. not the Luke I would have. Yeah, exactly. I thought he would have been this wise sage yeah. to help guide Ray. Yeah. And I would say that more in what they did the last movie was make uh, Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. The sage. The, actually, the yeah. sage. Yeah, that would have been really yeah. But that, 
you know, unfortunately she passed away. So that could have even been a little bit more developed in this. Yeah. Story, but, and, mm-hmm. and who knows, maybe that was their initial intention because yeah. like, obviously once could have been. Carrie Fisher passed away, you know, they had to do what they had to do to yeah. make that uh, finish up. But like they all, you know, were kind of, they kind of battled the same thing. Like they kind of like Luke was the least, I think at battling like between <coughs> the light and the dark, but, and then essentially the and the major antagonist of all of them was Palpatine. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. it ended up they brought him back in. So even though for all them all nine movies, yeah, for all nine the, movies, yeah. he's the bad guy. And then also you have the Death Star, and then they're building the same weapon. And then in the last one, it's different because it's like the giant fleet. Yeah. But, it, but it's essentially they're a, all star destroyers. A, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like same bad guys same weapon to try and kill everything Mm -hmm. they you know and so like that really made me think use the knights of ren because Mm -hmm. i haven't read the books but there's more fleshed out stories for the knights of ren yeah they were only like a side story and i thought that that would have been cool to bring them in more And I think killing off Snook in the middle one Snook. was bad. <laughs> I, I think that was Snook. Snook. Snooky. <laughs> well, the other the other thing I another thing that really bugs me about the first set of the, the prequels mm-hmm. is that they killed Darth Maul, which uh, I yeah. I feel I think, like he could have been a real antagonist. Oh, yeah. Well, throughout the first set. And have you heard um, have you heard all of the like. I, it's not really a conspiracy theory, but it's kind of like the stuff that actually like Jar Jar Banks was supposed to be the bad guy. I've heard. About have you seen that? No, but so, that would have been annoying. Well, no. So, so that's why they. So that's, that's the what, point. Supposedly, there's like original scripts where there's like, um, and if you go back and watch the movies, is it, there's a couple of videos on YouTube and it's super convincing actually. But like after the first movie of the prequels where Jar Jar was in it, everyone was like, "Wow, he's so annoying!" Like they supposedly they wrote it off. But, like, Palpatine, like, when he's in the Senate and stuff, like, he would go to talk, and you would see, like, Jar Jar talking in the background, and they said he was actually, like, using the Force and, like, making Palpatine say his will. And then also, like, but then also, like, when they first meet Jar Jar, he, like, when he's taking them to his homeworld or whatever, he, like, jumps and does this crazy flip in the air and then dives into the water. But then he acts like he's clumsy all the time. And they were like, he actually did like some kind of force jump, and he's actually not. But then that's also, great. that's a cool theory. But then also, when they go to un, like underwater to his world, they like are, immediately are like kind of like arrested. They're not really arrested, but they're all like have their weapons pointed at Jar Jar, not even the Jedi. And they're like, you know, you're not supposed to be here. And Obi Wan and Anakin are like, why are they like this with you? And he was like. Oh, it's because I'm clumsy. But like the theory is, they all knew that he was like Sith. So like he was originally supposed to be That's Sith. That's sweet. And then That's whenever so cool. they go to that battle in the yeah. field, <laughs> whenever they terrible. go to the battle in the field, Jar Jar does all this random clumsy stuff. But he ends up like blowing up tanks and all kinds of. He ends up taking people out. And they said it was originally based on this form of like kung fu. The character was based off of where they use confusion. To like, to like, actually take people down because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you don't What's know that how to guard it. Called drunken style or something. Drunken master. Drunken yeah. Master. But so there's that. <laughs> but then also, um, one of the times that like the first times that Obi Wan and Anakin are going up to meet Padme when she's at the Senate and they're like going up to her room or whatever. Jar Jar like 
is talking and stops and walks over to the elevator and then the elevator comes up and it's like he could sense that they were coming and he like went and met them but so yeah there was supposed to be i mean i think supposedly that's a, i think it's a cool theory i i, I do no. believe that jar jar, jar was should, mainly should there never for been in it. comedic relief yeah yeah i think <laughs> well, he was actually taking the place of c Three PO. Okay, it, yeah. you know, because C three PO is kind of like that character in the mm-hmm. yeah. original. Him series. and R two mm-hmm. both. Were yeah, kind of kinda like that relief. Yeah, they're yeah. they're kind of to make you feel okay. The story is kind of maybe changing, but but you have those as kind of your reliable, yeah. you know, go tos at yeah. different points yeah. in the that's, movie. That's I think that's why I'm a huge fan of like the Mandalorian because I feel like it it gave me more vibes of the original. Like like yes. it didn't it didn't <clears> seem over exaggerated or yeah. anything it felt like it really fit really well for me yeah. yeah um but i just think like i said i love all of it but the and, the and palpatine thing was too much for me the now is it true that no that can't be true then what i was going to say that he's been in all the movies but he didn't he wasn't in seven and eight the actor that played he's, it i thought oh, i okay. think that is cool no. that he came it's the back same the, actor, yeah. yeah. It's the same actor that, that played cool. in all the. Well, I also think it's cool parts. how in the movies, uh, a lot of the. I think the newer ones did this a lot, where they <laughs> recreated the characters that had had passed away. But it yeah, looked Rogue, so, Rogue One. so so so. Rogue One was not very good. You didn't like Rogue One? No, I mean it was a good movie, but when they added the general to oh, that movie, yeah. you they brought him looked, back. Yeah, I didn't think it looked very good. Oh, now really? Princess Leia. Oh, Leia. Mm-hmm. Leia turned out well. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. I, I just, I just didn't like oh, the yeah. general in the Rogue, but, Rogue One. Yeah. Also, I just, I just like to shout out all the crazy like stuff for the Star Wars universe. Like, there's so much extra stuff that people oh, don't yeah. even know about. Oh yeah. Like, I found out not that long ago. I was watching some videos on YouTube that. Apparently, like way back when Star Wars first came out, they even did like this random like spoof stuff. And there was a TV show about um, uh, Chewbacca, and he had a family. He had like a wife and a little kid, and it was like a comedy TV show. And they lived in like a tree hut <laughs> or something. See, I think it's yeah. cool how much be, how much a... lore Star Wars yeah, has. That's well, because there's thousands of Ewok movies. There's actually Ewok books. movies. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. Ewok movies, and, and there was even all a... the all the books that Cartier. people have written and stuff that are canon and not canon it just really hit the sweet spot for a lot there's of actually uh, uh if you watch the muppet show <laughs> there was a there was episodes of, of star wars and uh, the muppets mm-hmm. show there's like a big meme with kermit the frog being like the sith lord and like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you seen that meme it's so huge yeah but that's what i believe to give you an overall <laughs> view of how i feel about the, the the totality of the movies the original always will be number mm-hmm. one in my mind yeah because they you know it, it just was special. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a complete story. The prequels, there's elements I really liked, but there's elements I really hated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like the explanation of stuff. I liked the mystery continuing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, give it to me in doses, but don't yeah. go full on explain like the kind of like the virgin birth explanation. I didn't really like. I felt yeah. like that was too blatant to take that away from, mm-hmm. of course, being a Christian. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do I do like the elements. I, Darth mm-hmm. Maul. To me, could have been that was so huge. much, and I know they in certain things like in the uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah, I was going to mention that, but you told me not to yeah. mention Clone Wars. We talked trying to stir it from the Clone Wars. So we talked about that too much. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that um, he could have been really something. I would have loved to seen him to be that continual protagonist or protagonist. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all the way through the f- first set until I think until the very I th- end. I, th- I think it would have been cooler if, like you said, at the end of that like for Anakin to become Darth Vader if 
Palpatine finally turned at the end and was like, kill him. Yeah. And like, then there was like a big fight. Like exactly. when Anakin finally Absolutely. turned, like his last challenge was he had to kill Darth Maul and yes. that battle could have been, I think that would have been um, awesome. incredible. And it could have been Darth Maul was causing Anakin to be angry. Like he yeah. was, he yeah. was behind yeah. the sand people killing his mom. He was, yeah. he mm. was behind so much more. And then, then mm. you could build in because that's, that's one of the things I felt detached from was like, I didn't really feel like anything that was shown in the movies really made me feel like, Anakin was so angry to do these things, like yeah. kill a bunch of kids, I, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. were going to be Jedi's. I, I just didn't feel like he crossed yeah. that bridge. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been better going on your thought process, like if Darth Maul was like in charge of the Sand People when they killed his mom. So like then he was angry at Darth Maul. But then like if Darth, if there was like a raid on the Jedi Temple and Darth Maul killed the kids, yeah, and then Anakin was like, "How could you do this?" and then like. The the building anger and tension. Or Darth Maul could have uh, endangered, you know, um, sorry, Queen um, Padme. Padme, he could have endangered Padme in some way, and he felt like he had to, you know, go to the dark side to rescue her. Maybe I don't we, know. Maybe we should all dress up and act this out in real life. Yeah, we'll, I like We'll dress up as the Star Wars characters and we'll we'll have uh, sound guy Fatim Arnsworth film He can a be short... Jar Jar, but he can also be behind the camera so no one has to see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll make that happen. Yeah. Alright, okay. well, uh, I, I think we should probably just go into the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To the final thing. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah. we're going to be talking about passages from Isaiah, which I is like in the this. Bible. Oh really? Is it? <laughs> I like had this. to had to draw a line between Star Wars, but uh, yeah, we each uh, found a good verse from Isaiah. Um, Eric, did you name your kid after Isaiah? Um, not necessarily. I mean, we did. I mean, but I do like to tell Isaiah that hey, there was a prophet Isaiah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, listen to some of the things he said because Isaiah as a whole is an amazing book of the Bible. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I would say that it's not really appreciated as much as it should be. Yeah. Because there's just so much good content. And one of the things I love about it is it really kind of pours, God is pouring out his heart to the people. Yeah. And here we're in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And here God's pouring his heart out to the people saying, yeah. hey. And it's also prophesying what's to come. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Messiah is coming. For sure. I yeah. wish my and mom so, named me like that. Like, some, after something cool, she yeah. just saw a road sign said Logan on. It was like, you know what? I, I wish think, my mom named you know it Leviticus. I like, I like Logan. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I'm going to name my kids on the Bible? Leviticus Revelation. on the Bible? You want to know? <laughs> Why, Eric? Because you were meant to live now, <laughs> and you're serving Jesus now. So your, wow. your, your history has not been written yet. I'm going to cry. Wow. <laughs> that got so deep so fast. Yeah. Ryan, did you say you were going right. to name your kid Revelation? And, and Leviticus. And then we'll maybe call Genesis. Well, you just Levi. I mean, no, I'm going to name my kid Philemon. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Who okay. wants to go first? I'll, I'll kick us off. Kick us want. off. Don't kick us hard, but <laughs> kick us poor, off. Poor Corey well, didn't get a start of Star Wars conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we let you do the Bible. Okay. Hey, that's fine. The Bible's more important. Yeah, a that's little true. bit, that's but true. No, it is. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So I'd like to, I, I just, I love Isaiah. I want to start with that because, Thank like you, you said, Thank you for love Muslim. <laughs> he's a good kid. Eric, relax. Um, but we went through, um, and I think I might have touched on this before uh, at Cedarville. Logan, Brian, and I. I'm alumni. Brian's now alumni. Logan's still going. Still there. Um, but when I was in my um, Theology 2 class, our 
professor for theology to who was, was also um Dr. Wood Gil Hooley. Oh man. I never so had him, but he's pr- a cool guy. Dr. Gil Hooley it was Hooley. in charge of the philosophy department as well while that was still a major. And so he really made people think outside the box and he would make us argue our points against him as well in class to like solidify your thought processes That's kind cool. of thing, which I was like really, he would, he would get, he would put us in, um, he would put us in groups of like three or four and we would basically have to write like an argument to question like theological questions. <laughs> so, um, can't wait for that class. <laughs> we had, well, it depends who you have. It depends who you have. I'm in Theo one uh, now. So but, um, he also, I had never taken the book of Matthew as seriously as like he taught us that way. And it's really cool. Cause my, I bought this study Bible that also has a chart in it and it has all of these like prophecies in Isaiah and then matches Matthew and shows like where Isaiah prophesied it and then God fulfilled it in Matthew through Jesus. So like, so <laughs> it's got like, it's really cool because I'll have to print it. Maybe we can print it off and we can put it on the Facebook page even just sure, to like yeah. show it. But it shows like God prophesied this here and then completed this here. Well, one of the, the reason I'm talking about that is one of the questions Dr. Gilhuli made us really go about, he made us argue, he made us argue about Jesus and talk about the gospel without using the New Testament. Mm. So we had to make that argument with the Old Testament. I like that. And it was, (laughs) and so I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about Isaiah 53 because this is one Mm -hmm. of the like chunks that we talked about because we, this was like a big assignment and, and there was a lot more into it than this. But really, in Isaiah 53, it talks about Jesus. So, um, oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Joking. Yeah. What is it? So, Are you gonna, uh, I'm going to start. Verse what? Huh? I, it's Isaiah 53. Pretty much the whole thing is, but I'm going to start at verse 3. And it says, uh, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he was born our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Hmm. So, like, Dang. that literally tells you the story of Jesus right there before Jesus was even born. So, I, and that whole that whole chapter, I mean, it... It continues on. You know what I love about that too? I almost feel like it it tells you exactly what happened, but it also I feel like it tells you more information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it it's coming from the perspective of how everybody's seeing Jesus and then also what Jesus is really going through. Yeah. And right? I love that. And I and to add on to that, like after you said that, this kind of does that too. On in verse seven it says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Yeah. Like a, like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that before it shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. So I just, it just, it gives me chills, really, yeah. because like. And we're talking cr- four to 500 yeah, years before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this crazy. is like 500 years before Jesus, and yet God is telling us right here. Yeah. 
exactly what's going to happen and how we're going to be saved and what he's going to do for us. So detailed. Mm-hmm. And this is what's cool about Acts is that we find Philip and he's with this eunuch from Ethiopia mm-hmm. and he uses that exact text yeah. to lead him to Jesus. Cool, mm-hmm. crazy. Because remember, he didn't have the Gospels to go to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's taking Old Testament and he's using Old Testament that somebody's reading and leads them to Christ. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. And so, what's really sorry? Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. And this is like this is such a. I'm gonna have to get slapped. This is no. This is such like a. But there's the, so much information yeah. because it's so cool. Because and this what speaks to me about this is the eunuch is already at a place where he's wondering, he's questioning, mm-hmm. who is this person that the that the scripture's talking about? Mm-hmm. Is this is this himself? Yeah. Is he talking about himself? Isaiah talking about himself? Or who is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And that's, he's already, God is using this this passage to already speak to him. And then Philip comes along and just kind of dives into it and explains to him about Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's really cool. And and that was, at the time, it seemed so difficult yeah. to like that assignment to like, how would I share the gospel with someone if I didn't have the New Testament? Yeah. And well, it's. To add to your point, I mean, that would be a great challenge for a church, really, yeah. for all of us to kind of dive deep into. If you just remove the New Testament, how would you prove that Jesus was Jesus? I smell a sermon series. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Wheels are turning. I'm, Let's do it. I'm preaching here in a few weeks. Maybe this will be it. Yeah. Uh, because, Can I join your uh, prep? I yeah, want to study this with you. Because I think about, you know, uh, you know, the whole thing with, with Exodus, you mm-hmm. know, the whole Passover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was something that was going to set the tone for what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham and Isaac. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I love I think, you, Eric. I think Corey You're very passionate, guys. <laughs> kind of pumped up. Now shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your passion yeah. is uncanny. Uh, if if you haven't read Isaiah in a long, because there's Isaiah is super long. There's like what sixty, yeah, uh, sixty four, sixty six chapters. But it, but it is something so. Like it is so powerful, you mm-hmm. know, because you think about, again, like I said, God pouring his heart out, and, and that's part of yeah. what he's saying is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when you read the New Testament, you're like, wow, that's just, yeah. It's just well, amazing. It's crazy. And if you didn't know Isaiah was in the Old Testament and you're reading it now, you could easily think this was a New Testament book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. just all the information that's giving you about Christ and about our relationship with God, like, that's in this book. Mm-hmm. It's just like it feels like a New Testament book, but it's amazing that God had this yeah. prophesied way before it happened. Yeah, definitely. Good job, Corey. I, I can Good draw job. real quick. Mine's sure. going to be a lot less uh, mind blowing, I guess. I mean, it's still an awesome verse. You say that all the time, and I think we dive deep into the what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but mine is Isaiah forty-one thirteen. Uh, for I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, "Do not fear. I will help you." Uh, so there's a lot of reasons why I like that. First, it's a great thing. It's a great, um, point on dealing with fear, obviously, because obviously God, although he is way, way above us, he can, we can still reach up and take his hand. Uh, and that's another cool thing. Uh, I really like the, uh, symbolism of God being our father, obviously. Like that's a very Mm well-known thing that God is our father. Uh, but I love that symbolism and how powerful it is because, um, as someone who is obviously older, not as old as Eric, but older, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I don't have that same feeling of being able to reach out and like grab one of my parents' hands 
when I'm scared because I mean I'm an adult. I still can if I wanted to, but it's, it's <laughs> oh, just Trisha it's, would hold. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But Your I mean, dad'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I know, but I mean, it, it, it's it's a weird thing <laughs> to to like want to do that. Um, and I even think of like old people, like like you, Eric. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I I feel like for you to want to reach out and hold a parent's hand, like yeah. being able to do that no. with your actual parent <laughs> is something that'd be weird. But like that relationship we always have with God, like we're always able to just reach up and grab his hand for him to lead us through wherever, just like a parent would, because he is mm-hmm. our, our heavenly parent. And so, I, I just think it's a really cool thing. Well, when he says right hand, right hand was pictured as your strength. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all the strength we have is, mm-hmm. should be in God. And yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it can be our strength. For real. And so that's mm-hmm. really, yeah. So yeah, that's, that, that's just what I wanted to, to cover real quick is just that, that symbolism of the God being our father. Yeah, it's, it's such a powerful thing um, like that. just to be able to, to have a, a parent with us at all times. Cause that's really what it is. I mean, a lot of people find comfort um, as a child with having a parent close to them, like separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, goes away as we grow up, but it's something that when we have God, we don't even have to worry about going away like we can have separation anxiety with god because we know that he's never going to go away like that, that that's just not a thing yeah well, and i think the other thing too is you know as a kid we do have these moments of fear but i still have that oh yeah for mm-hmm. sure i mean there's things i i yeah. get scared of yes yeah. i mean not maybe the same way mm-hmm. but there's things of you know self-confidence there's things mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you know you know, what is the enemy going to do to me? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, is things going to work out for me? Exactly. Am I going to be a success? Am I going to be a failure? Yeah. All these fears that come over you. And it's just great to know that even though I'm older and I'm, you know, in my 40s, almost 50, that I'm still holding on to God's exactly, hand. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I still can hold on to God. Mm-hmm. And that through the whatever I'm facing, and I think that's 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 it, right? We're all on a journey. Yeah, and we're all in the matter, monomyth of the hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my my, I'm holding on to to him. Exactly. To, sorry. Ooh, don't spoil your quake didn't, energy. Didn't, didn't Sponsored by Seven Eleven. Didn't want to start an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's that's mine. So I'll drop the mic on that. Uh, mine was Isaiah fifty-eight verse nine, and I'll read the first part of it for you. Um, it says. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. So um, I always like to read verses and kind of uh, apply it to something maybe most people don't think about. That I, I like doing that in this whole scripture time. Um, the way I took that, for me personally, I feel like I've gotten into this repetition in my prayer journey to where I feel like I do that, you know, routine prayer. And I really think that this verse... Um, the specific part where it says you shall cry out and I will say I'm here, here I am. I think it's important for us when we're praying to make sure we are always crying out to God. I think that sometimes in our prayer we can get into a list of here's what I need, God, when are you going to give it to me? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to think that our prayer, we can reap so much more from our prayer if we're, you know, having more of those moments where we're on our knees praying to God and legitimately um, following the Lord's prayer structure to where we, you know, glorify God. And then, um, you know, then that slowly goes into where you do tell God what's on your mind. Yeah. But a lot of it is more of magnifying God through through your, through your, what you, through your situation and how it's important to be intentional 
and it's important to set a time set a time specifically for prayer to where it's not you know you know you're, you're kind of in a room or you're in an atmosphere where you're just kind of praying in the back of your mind you know yeah. you're you're thanking god for things but to legitimately have some time set away from that and to actually cry out to god is really important so yeah, definitely for sure period I, <laughs> drop the mic on that i don't think we do that enough yeah, yeah. you know because mm-hmm. he's he should be the one we turn to you know we and that's the problem with mankind we turn to other things right mm-hmm. we, we turn to other things to fill a void in our life i mean the reason why alcohol is right up there is number one probably product that's sold in all yeah. the supermarkets gas stations and everything mm-hmm. is because uh, people turn to that to fill a void in their life yeah. or to numb yep. the pain or to make them feel better i mean not to get too into that but i'd always it always bothers me to see like alcohol is looked up as this this cure-all in people's yeah. lives mm-hmm. that make them feel better about their life. No, exactly. God should be that. Yeah, God should exactly. be the source of our strength. Why people turn to drugs. Why mm-hmm. there's so many things out there that we look to that bring happiness to our life when it's God that ultimately brings happiness to us. For sure. And those are all idols. Those are all things that we build up to make be more important than God himself. And kind of speaking to idols, that's kind of where I'm at. Good transition. Isaiah chapter, thank you. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, <laughs> Isaiah chapter 46. This is probably one of my passages. I've shared this uh, with well, a lot of times because it goes into talking about idols and that you, it's a waste of time. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this last part is just, or this part I'm reading here just, just hits me for me. It says, remember this and stand firm. Recall it to your mind, you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no one like no other. I am God, and there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning and the ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My cancel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. Uh, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my cancel from a far off country, I have spoken. I will bring it to pass. I've purposed it, and I will do it. And I just love that because, one, God's saying, Nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my purpose. It's my plan. I will do it. Yeah. And it will be carried out whether you think it will be or not. <laughs> but he's saying, just remember. Remember what I've done. Remember who I am. And there's so many times that we forget who God really is. Exactly. Even as a Christian, and I've been a Christian for a long time now, there's times where I really don't appreciate him like I should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things is we talk about, you know, we talk about Star Wars and we, we love to fantasize. Oh, I'd love to be a Jedi or yeah. oh, I'd love to be this character. I'd love to be Harry Potter. Or, I'd love to be, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. We would love we fantasize of being special. About Dewey being from unique. School of Rock for me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just watched that recently yeah. again with my kids. Um, but but the whole idea with this is that we all fantasize about these things. But I think when we get to heaven, we're going to just be blown away because mm-hmm. we won't realize how important we really are. You know, the devil has this 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 kind of th- filter, and I go, I think about this like the Matrix. There's this like yeah. this filter where you think it's reality, and you think that this is what really life is about, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 fake. It's it's not real. It's not right. It's, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. The when we get to heaven, <laughs> we're going to be totally blown away by His oh, love. Yeah. Exactly. By his, yeah all this fear will be removed from us. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't Absolutely. have to question if we're valued or cared about anymore. Uh, we will know that we, and, and I'm sure, you know, that 
I think about like the, you know, and maybe I'm stretching a little too far, but like we know like our brain is not at full capacity. Like yeah. we know that we're not using the full potential of our brain. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like to think about. like we're not using it. Mm-hmm. What uh, if it's yeah. just totally <laughs> unlocked in heaven? Yeah. What if we're able to do things that sometimes we see in movies that, you know, we don't think we can, but then we get to heaven and there's like these things that just maybe not quite exactly like there are in the movies, but they're like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I don't know. I, I know, just think I that's really about. interesting. It is. Yeah. Um, because God is such, he, he is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that we underestimate that. Yeah. I think we kind of push it off the side. Yeah. I love God. Yeah. And it kind of goes to the a book that, I've actually given to some people recently. I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times we're 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 a fan of Jesus. We like yeah. cheer him on, yeah. like yeah, we we love you, yeah, but we're not a follower. Exactly, mm-hmm. and really, we need to be followers. So you get to need to get out of the stands, and get into the game. That, mm-hmm. that is such a actually, good plug. That's a great book. Yeah, it yeah. is. Have you guys all read that? Have you read? Not that? yet, actually. That's really good. Oh wait, maybe I have. It's really yeah, it's good. Kyle Eidelman is the author. Yeah, there. That book hit me hard. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> Sweet, it's so good. Yeah. Cool. Man, Merrick. Man, Merrick. <laughs> good job, Merrick. Good job, Merrick. Thank you. Good job, Eric. That was good. That was a good episode. You should be a, you should be a pastor. Uh, maybe someday. I, <laughs> I admire how you're able to put these concepts into words because yeah. that's something I struggle with is being able good to... Teacher. Like, things are in my mind and then, like, I feel like I have such a tight filter when I speak of it and only parts and pieces of what I... It's because you can only to use express. a certain percentage of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think about, too, like, the way we're designed to worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We worship things. I mean, not that, you know, I don't know about us, like, as far as actors or yeah. celebrities. Like, we, we'd still probably be in awe if we saw them close. Yeah. But why is that? Mm-hmm. They're I just know. regular people. Exactly. Especially, and, and but that the, design was there to, for us to gravitate yeah. something, lift it up. Yeah. yeah. Except, that's what I was going to say is amazing for people when you're, once you are a Christian and you see people that aren't Christians, like, seeing how even before we came to know Christ, God designed us that way. Yeah. Exactly. Like to see people That's having it. that innate feeling of, I need to worship. Mm-hmm. I was designed to worship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Even if they don't recognize that's what it is. Yeah. But like, even if it's the next, even if it's the PS five yeah. or it's yeah. like those people that are like reading all of the stuff on the, uh, about it. And like are constantly being updated and they're like, I can't wait to buy this. I can't wait to buy this. This is, what I've been waiting for. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're worshiping that exactly. to an extent. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's just amazes me mm-hmm. that God built us that way. It's yeah. like, yeah. they can't see it as that, but as Christians, we can be like, wow, God made us exactly. to do this beautiful thing. See, for like him. things like that, especially thinking about the brain. I'm, I don't want to go on to a tangent, but I think that, uh, I think that that's a big encouragement sometimes for people doubting. I know that like um, evolution and stuff like that is a very prominent thing in these days, even in schools and stuff. But I remember there was a point in college when I was taking a biology class and we were talking about things that just wouldn't make sense if we were a product of just simple evolution yeah. coming through. And that's a big thing is how our, our brains work. Like like Eric and Corey were saying, our um kind of draw to worship something or draw to hold something in that regard that's not a that's not an evolutionary thing well that, that's well, something of, that think of re- the one exactly yeah we worship i mean we want some one to, to rule over us. Exactly. we don't want a committee exactly we yeah. always look to one president exactly. king mm-hmm. whatever it is for boss. sure and that's uh, something that 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 isn't explained by 
well evolution and like that's something here, that just is, is <laughs> it's part of our nature and it's something that i truly believe was given to us by a single creator who yeah. gave us that to look to him for and yeah. it's so funny you like brought up the evolution thing too because i was reading something the other day and i mean this is kind of getting off a little bit but talking about like just going off what eric said how much we underestimate and like who god is and like undervalue sometimes like they were talking about the like speed at which a baby develops in the womb Mm -hmm. and it's like according to evolution like if like the cells develop the way they did and how cells normally develop in the human body it's like scientifically impossible for cells to replicate fast enough yeah. to go from like when pregnancy starts to having a fully formed baby. Yeah. And at no other point in any other part of your body or in any other way is it even remotely possible. It's not even close yeah. to possible, but somehow God makes it happen. It's like it's like yeah. it's literally just well, it goes, that's crazy. It goes yeah. to, it can't be just you know coincidence yeah it can't exactly just be random it has mm-hmm. to be it, there's a design exactly it's a design see I, I think it's really cool to find uh comfort and find answers um with things like evolution by just looking at how you are possible yeah like i, th- I think that's a really powerful thing like thinking of how our brain and even things like our eyes like looking at how we're made and looking at our image, we're made in the image of God and seeing those things within ourselves yeah. and how that's, it's possible. It's kind of just like thinking of how, like, you know, how, how did this start from a big bang? If that's yeah. not true, like yeah. the love you have for your own child. Right now, like scientists are looking for earth, like planets, uh-huh. which is, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But their scope of what an earth like planet is, is kind of wide and vast. Yeah. Uh-huh. It still wouldn't be even close hardly to finding what we have here. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just just amazing that what mm-hmm. we have here is so remote and statistics and mm-hmm. and just just the, the idea of, of creating the exact replica of what we have here. It's just yeah. impossible mm-hmm. to find, and yeah. and so they have to they have to say, well, we won't have it the same size, or we won't have it the same distance from yeah. the sun, or you know, they have these all these things that they've changed and said, well, we can we we'll go look at these examples and see, mm-hmm. but it's just. When you think about what that does to gravity, what that does to to heat, what that does to cold, what that does, Mm. you know, you just, it's just, this was specifically designed. Sorry, we we were off topic. I'll stop. Yeah. No, no. no. This, I think it was a good, a good conclusion. Yeah, for sure. Just thinking about. Maybe we can pick it up at another time. Someone out there might have needed to hear that. Yeah. Hear that. Thanks for listening. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for staying tuned. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to end the episode there, but before we start talking about anything more mind blowing, I guess, but thank you so much to seven 11. Uh, also I have an idea and I know we've been doing word of the day and that person who does the word first, but what if we did the first person to take a picture of them with a quake energy and post it in the comments on Facebook wins a free sticker from us. Yeah. Well, maybe even more, but we can get him a free quake. Yeah. We can get a a quake. We'll get him a quake to replace their, their quake that they for sure. sure. So yeah, first refill. person to take <laughs> yeah, a picture refill. of a Free quake, <laughs> uh, just pick any flavor. I definitely recommend black cherry. That's what we're all drinking right now. Or you know what? We, we can even or do the ice cappuccinos, but yeah. it can't be. It has to be the Seven Eleven ones because they're be better the... than the Star Sucks or yeah. Starbucks ones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, take a picture of Quake Energy or let me read this real quick. It's iced cappuccino. Iced cappuccino chilled coffee drink from Seven Eleven. Um, yeah, 
First person to post a picture with that gets a free sticker and a replacement product. So thank you all for watching. Thank you, 7-Eleven, for being our sponsor. We love nice. you guys. See uh, ya. Wait, I want to keep talking until it says exactly 29 minutes. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that's the episode. Uh, I love you, Ron. Oh, thank you, Eric. That I love was you, really too. sweet. And thank you love so you much for watching More Dilemma. We I love, love you guys. all 250 plus of you. Uh, <laughs> You're almost there. Share the podcast. Bye. And goodbye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>